The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about using a social channel that's critical to building your personal and business brand. Joining us is AJ Wilcox, who's the founder of B2Linked, which is an agency that specializes in account management and consulting for LinkedIn ads. B2Linked manages hundreds of LinkedIn ad accounts. They've spent over a cumulative $100 million on the LinkedIn platform, and they've managed three of LinkedIn's top 10 customers. Yesterday, AJ told us about how he evaluates whether LinkedIn ads are right for your business. And today we're going to talk about optimizing and scaling your LinkedIn ad campaigns. Okay, here's the second part of our interview with AJ Wilcox, the founder of B2 Linked. AJ, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Oh, we're back. I hope you had as good a sleep as me. <laughs> I'm excited to have you back on the show. Don't tell anybody, but we record these two episodes back to back, everybody. It's still actually the same day. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Surprise. <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Yesterday, we were talking about how to get campaigns up and running, whether they're right for you. And the big takeaway for me is that LinkedIn has a floor for the cost of their inventory. So you can expect to pay as little as a 6 to $9 CPC which means that there are specific industries which LinkedIn is good for. The B2B SaaS companies, higher education, recruiters, the advertising platform is great. But if you have a lower cost business model, lower lifetime value, it can be a little too expensive for brands like me. But if your cost range is in LinkedIn's window, then it's got a really powerful set of tools for targeting based on people's professional profiles. So AJ, for the people who are advertising on LinkedIn or are ready to get up and going, let's talk about what you do when you're managing a campaign. How do you get it launched? How do you get it optimized? And then how do you get it scaled so you're spending efficiently at big bucks? Well, like we talked about in the last episode, my acronym AMO, Audience, Message, and Offer, is really how I structure everything in my approach. I know I'm going to break down my different audiences and we can go much deeper into how we structure that. I know I'm going to need some imagery and have some ideas for ad copy, how I might approach those people. And then I know I need to have a good offer, something like some free lead magnet that is interesting enough to catch their attention. So then I'm going to go and start segmenting my audiences in order to get some really good data from them. All right, let's role play this out. Hypothetically, I'm running a podcast called the MarTech Podcast, and I want a product extension for people that are independent freelance consultants. 
And they're not only going to take my course for becoming a freelance consultant, by the way, everybody, this is the larger plan for the MarTech podcast, but I'm also going to have a CRM that is specific to independent consultants. So there's going to be a software component that I want them to use. Let's say our lifetime value is a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand bucks all in over a couple of years. How are you going to set up my campaigns? I'm assuming that by freelance consultants, these are probably freelance marketing consultants or are these any type of consultant? These are people that are running their day job and they're tired of it and they want to branch out and be an expert in their given field. Ooh, okay. So this audience is a little bit harder to reach on LinkedIn just because we'll probably reach them by who they are right now and in hopes that we can convince them, hey, it's time to go off on your own. Anybody that's been in the same job for over 10 years, let's just guess that they're in our target, right? Somebody that's been around in the job for a long time, maybe ready to move on, and they have a certain title, a certain level of experience. Perfect. Well, immediately what I'm going to do is as you're describing this audience to me, I'm going to break them into two pieces in my mind. I want to understand the professional, his or herself, and then I want to understand what type of organization they're at. So the professional, we know that this is someone who's been in their company for a while. They're probably an executive, someone pretty seasoned. So we can start using filters like job title, job function or department, seniority, skills, groups. And we can use that to define who the professional is right now. So we might say something like, if your title is VP or above at a company between 50 to 200 employees, you might fit our category. You also have the ability to be able to tell whether somebody is interested in new opportunities too, don't you? Really good question. So on the sales navigator side, you can use that as a targeting criteria, but on the ads platform, we haven't been able to until now. This requires a rep. They have something called a custom segment. But if you have a LinkedIn rep available to you, you can ask your rep to go and turn on the custom segment for if someone is open to current job opportunities. And that will allow you to add that to any audience you're going after and make sure that only the people who've ticked that box in the back end of LinkedIn that says, yeah, I want people to contact me. Interesting. So the data is available in the sales navigator. And once you start spending enough and you have a rep on LinkedIn, then you can ask them to start to port that over to the advertising platform. I assumed what you were going to say is you got to spend the 120 bucks in sales navigator, go grab a thousand people that are your perfect profile and create a like audience off of them. Yeah. And you could certainly do that as well. I know LinkedIn right now is working on a beta. So this will probably be out in the next quarter or two where you'll be able to go into Sales Navigator, tag specific individuals, and then send it right to your marketing team who will then start showing ads to those exact people through the ads platform. So there will be a cool connection. Okay. So there is a connection between the data that's available in Sales Navigator, whether it's through your rep, whether it's through you scraping their email addresses and then creating a like profile, or you'll be able to send it. So we create our audience. You remember your acronym was AMO, Audience, Message, and Offer. So we're going to sit here and we're going to target people that are looking for new jobs. They've been in the same job for over 10 years. They have some certain level of seniority. Those are people who are ripe and ready to be picked for becoming an independent consultant. Maybe we also filter by their network size. Is that a variable we can scrape as well? It's not, unfortunately. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, but we sure can target by their company name. So if we know, wow, there's a lot of bored people at IBM right now, let's poach their people. You could do that. Or just specifically industry. Let's say they're in tech. They'd probably move around a little bit faster and you can target by company size as well. So we have our thesis on who our audience is going to be. We got our first profile built out. Now what do we do? 
okay, now I'm going to turn back to you and say, because you know your customer way better than we do, what is keeping these guys up at night? What is the major pain point that they're feeling or a major curiosity that they have? If you can figure out what that is, you can build content around it. They are bored shitless. (laughs) They've been doing the same job for 10 years. They are absolutely just on the treadmill and they are looking to take control over their career and their experience and start branching out and building a business for themselves. Great. I'm making this up for the record. No, I love it. So now you're going to go and create content that maybe riffs off of something like how to go off and start your own thing or how do you build a personal brand that allows you to become a consultant and earn more? How do you work from home? Something like that. We, we might find a pain point around or decide there's good value there. And then you're going to decide what's the format that this value we're providing takes. Is this a checklist that they can check off? Is it a 12-page guide? Is it a 48 page ebook? Is it a free webinar that you put on? Whatever format that takes, what you're seeking to do is solve that problem. So this is what we're using the course for, right? We have our course and maybe it's a discount or we're giving the course away for free. I'm imagining that the ad copy is something to the extent of, are you bored shitless? Ready for more independence? Want to take control over your career? Do you want to run a business? Something along those lines. It's basically the same idea that Uber used to recruit drivers, all of the same sort of value propositions. And honestly, the businesses are relatively the same in structure of, I want to be able to pick my own hours, pick the projects I work on, pick what I'm doing and do the things that I do well for people that will appreciate them. Thought a little bit about this. Yeah, I bet you have. That's perfect. The one caveat I'll throw in there is if you're trying to release the course to them as like, here's your call to action, take the course. If it's not free, if you're asking them to open up their wallet for any reason, a cold audience's conversion rates will drop to near zero. So make sure whatever you're offering as a cold first touch is free so that there's no friction. And then once they get to know, like, and trust you, now they'll be open to opening up their wallet. Okay. So I'm building my course and I'm giving that away for free. And it walks people through what are some of the steps? How do you leverage your professional network to find and recruit your clients? How do you do your positioning? And then how do you keep track of it? Oh, by the way, you should use this CRM to track your clients and evaluate your business. And then there's consultants that you can connect with to keep you up to date and make sure that you're headed the right direction. Evaluate your business. That's just right. So you've gotten their personal information on the first touch, and now you can email them all. You could email them in mass or approach them individually. You can also upload those email addresses into all of the ad platforms of your choice and show banner ads to them essentially wherever they are on the internet, all around the Google display network through Google, all across Facebook and Instagram through Facebook. And then now we have LinkedIn. You can do the same thing. Okay, so I'm collecting my email list by giving away the course. I need to remarket, and LinkedIn is one of my channels to be able to do that. Let's throw the hypothetical about out here. What do you think the cost is going to be for reaching this audience? How many people can we reach, and what's the conversion rate? Well, you're probably going to pay six to nine dollars a click. So I'll have to like calculate it out for this one. But you'll pay six to nine dollars a click, depending on how valuable that offer feels to them. You might have a conversion rate as low as eight percent, or it might be as high as thirty percent. So you might be looking at anywhere between about twenty dollars to call it fifty dollars per initial conversion. And then what we have to figure out is what's the conversion rate from they've taken the course, now they're open to signing up for the CRM or taking a consulting agreement or whatever else you want to add on there. And that becomes a little bit of a slog. 
Okay, so I'm paying, let's ballpark, say I'm paying $50 per somebody that's going to take my course. And now I have to figure out how I'm going to convert them. Let's say 10% of the people that are going through the free course are going to subscribe for some sort of professional service or software. So I'm looking at a $500 cost per lead. Am I thinking about this the right way? Yep, that's right. Okay. What are the ways that I can drive the cost for this campaign down over time? I think it really has to be in that offer. Let's say you're trying the course and you're like, I just can't break $500 per actual lead. This doesn't make sense for me. If you can go and find a different free offer, something that really hits a pain point, really solves a problem for them. Let's say you can get your conversion rate from 12% up to 25. You just lowered your lead cost by almost half. We're moving from you should take this course to here's the checklist to figure out if you would make a good independent consultant. And that's a checklist of how big is your network? What are your skills? What's your billable rate? Something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. And that's just the conversion rate. But usually when you have a better offer, you can also translate to that to the ad copy and get ads that people click on at a higher rate. And like we talked about on the last segment, if you can get your ads to be really attractive, you can start bidding CPM and get lower costs by 20, 30, 50%. So if you can double your conversion rate and cut your cost per click in half, now your effective cost per lead is around the 120 mark. So the trick here is really to have something that's a really incredible, attractive offer that's super low friction. Even though it's a free course, that's a big ask, right? You're asking people to sit down for two to 10 hours to learn about a skill that they may or may not develop, to spend a lot of time outside of their regular work life, as opposed to read the checklist. It's going to take you 30 seconds and it could be life changing if you match all the right criteria. That's exactly right. There is a cost even to free, and it's oftentimes a time cost. So if you ask someone to join your webinar, chances are it's 60 minutes in the middle of a busy day, only half are going to show up. That's a pretty big time cost as opposed to a checklist like you mentioned where you go, oh, yeah, I'll give my email address in exchange for that. I can probably consume that in 20 seconds. Okay, so we get the one pager, the checklist that helps you evaluate, drop people off on a form, they check off what makes a good consultant, we give them a consultant rating score, we're getting emails left and right, and instead of paying $50 a lead, now what are we paying? I haven't seen it much lower than about 25 on average, but in this case where we've doubled conversion rate and have the CPCs, we might be at like a 1250 kind of cost per lead here. All right. So best case scenario, we're at $12.50. Let's say we're at $25, which means at a 10% conversion rate from an email address, we now can sell people the course. And then once they've completed the course, now we're trying to get them into the software. So our lifetime value is up. So the $25 cost per conversion, the $25 to grab the email address when we're selling a course for $50 to $100 doesn't sound like it's unreasonable. Now you're basically breaking even, you know, if you have a high enough conversion rate by giving the course away and you still have really the business model off on the back end. So how do we scale this thing? So scale on LinkedIn is really easy because we have such good targeting. Most people will go into the platform and they'll just say, well, we're looking for a job title. Let's call it uh, independent consultant. I'm going to go and choose a targeting type here and hit independent consultant. That means they are beholden to whatever audience size LinkedIn gives. And if LinkedIn says, you've got to bid $9 for this audience, you're kind of have to. What we advocate is go and find lots of different ways to approximate that same audience. And I'll give you a really clear example here. If I'm looking at chief technology officers, I can reach that same chief technology officer by their job title. 
I can reach them by the job function of IT plus a C level of seniority. I can reach them by IT skills with a C level of seniority. And then I bet there are CIO and CTO groups out there. That's four separate ways of reaching the same user. And now that my audience is larger, I can bid lower. And even though I'm not really incentivizing LinkedIn to give me a ton of traffic, because I have multiple of these little segments, I'll probably get enough traffic and I can get it for probably half or a third the price as everyone else. So basically what you're doing is you're loosening the net of your targeting, right? Instead of saying, I only want people that are CTOs, you are opening up the targeting and dancing around exactly what their job title is, casting a net that's going to be a little wider, that's going to cast CTOs for the most part, and some people that might not be CTOs, but the cost is going to be down enough that you're going to find value there. When we started off on our targeting, we said we were looking for people that have been in the same job for 10 years, they had executive level titles, and they're interested in new opportunities. How do you expand that audience? That one's a little bit tougher. If you look at it and go, okay, these are marketers. Let's go after people who have been in the same industry who are in the marketing department. If you've had success there, you could say, well, how about these operations folks? And now you can expand to an entire new job function of operations and you've doubled your audience size. Do the same thing for finance, accounting. And that's a pretty good way to expand as long as that audience makes sense for your course. So the trick is to start off with a more finite audience, validate that your ad strategy works, just pick off one segment, start with marketers, and then expand to the other segments over time. Yeah. And the broader you make it, let's say your budget stays the same. If you have one campaign, you kind of have to pay whatever LinkedIn's asking. But if you have 15 campaigns, you can bid really low and pay really low for all of those and probably still get enough traffic from all 15 of those segments to still spend that budget that you wanted. Run that by me again. If I'm running one marketing campaign and I'm focused on marketers and LinkedIn says it's a $10 CPC, If I run 15 campaigns, that's marketing, finance, accounting, operations, janitorial, whatever the other ones are. If I am running those campaigns simultaneously, can I bid across all of the campaigns at once or am I putting everything into one audience? Oh, you will be bidding all of those separately. So this would be essentially 15 different audiences or 15 different campaigns. So if you're just running the one, let's say you have $50 a day to spend. LinkedIn says that your clicks are going to cost 10 bucks a click. So you pay it because otherwise you're not going to spend your whole 50. But if you have 15 of these buckets and LinkedIn says you have to pay $10 a click on those and you go, nah, LinkedIn, I'm only willing to pay five. Not all of those segments will give you a click, but some will. And enough of them will add up to being, maybe you'll still spend $50 for the day, but you paid $5 a click rather than 10. You can manage your budget more efficiently when you are targeting a larger audience across multiple campaigns. It sounds like there's some manual work there where I'm going to lower my bid and then shut everything off when I hit the cap. You got to pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. It's true. This is all we do. We're in the ad platform every day. So we can really babysit and get a little bit ninja like this. But if you can't really babysit the platform all day long, this might be a little bit too complex. So talk to me a little bit about your services. How much should people be trying to do this stuff on their own? When should they be looping in an agency like yours to help make this a managed service? 
I think because LinkedIn ads is a really expensive platform and there is going to be a learning curve, what we find is if you go and try to do it yourself, chances are you're going to make some mistakes. And with LinkedIn, every mistake becomes an expensive one. So it might make sense to loop in someone like us when this is really something you want to test. We get a lot of clients who come to us and they go, well, we thought about doing it ourselves, but if it failed, we wouldn't know if it was us or the network. But if we go with you guys as experts, we know it's not you. We know it's the network that's not working for us. So it's kind of nice to shortcut that. But I will say I'm a self-starter. I'm the kind of guy who I jumped into it myself and messed around. And if you've got the budget and the time, it's really a fun network to play with. Yeah, my guess is that if you're somebody that's doing a lot of performance marketing, the LinkedIn platform is something that you could probably test and figure out on your own. The platforms are relatively similar at this point. If you're new to performance marketing and you're sure that LinkedIn is going to work looping in an agency, and honestly, if you want the certainty that you're maximizing your campaign and it's very strategic, bring an agency like AJ's in as well. Yeah. And the other thing I'll throw in there is that if you have a very small budget, chances are any agency you work with is going to have a minimum management fee. So it could make the small budget just not really make sense. So if you're running it yourself, or if you're willing to run it yourself on a small budget, you can figure things out or invest in an agency. I would say if you spend anywhere between about three and 5k a month, an agency starts to make a lot more sense. I think my takeaway for the LinkedIn platform just at a 10,000 foot level is that it is made for people that have high lifetime values. If you can't stomach the long sales cycles, if you can't stomach the high floor of the CPCs, the six to nine dollars to get someone to your website to grab their email address, whatever your call to action is. There are other platforms that are going to be more efficient for me, for my business, for the MarTech podcast. You know, we are trying to get people for less than a dollar to become a subscriber. LinkedIn does not make sense for us. For the B2B SaaS companies, for the, you know, you mentioned the recruiters of the world where it is thousands and thousands of dollars of lifetime value and you really got to be specific with your targeting and your B2B focused. This is one of the top five platforms for you. Oh, 100%. The targeting is so good that everyone in B2B wants to use it. But unfortunately, LinkedIn is expensive and they've priced themselves out of the market for quite a few different types of businesses. So it's a good takeaway. I think the biggest takeaway is that everybody listening should comment on the LinkedIn post for when we publish this profile so we get some virality and we can show how the LinkedIn organic is valuable as well. (laughs) AJ, kidding aside, I appreciate you coming on the show. I learned a tremendous amount from this interview. Thank you for being my guest and I hope we're able to stay in touch. All right. Thanks so much, Benjamin. Thanks everyone for listening. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to AJ Wilcox, the founder of B2Linked for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about AJ, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at WilcoxAJ, W-I-L-C-O-X-A-J, or you could visit his company's website, which is B2Linked.com. You can also grab his LinkedIn onboarding checklist by going to B2Linked.com slash checklist. A couple of links in our show notes that I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Martech podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be 
back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we also have a once a week newsletter with links to our audio players, episode summaries, and the contact information for our guests. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.